What's up, everyone? Welcome to Tech Titans. I'm MCA. I got RJ over here on my right. And today, in episode one, we're going to be talking a little bit about the iPhone 15 and what we can expect from that. So, uh, RJ, if you want to take it away. Yeah, basically, we're going to be going over some leaks and rumors and what we kind of want to see most in the iPhone 15. Um, first, let's kind of go over what already leaked. Um, first on that list, allegedly they're switching to a titanium build for the iPhone 15 away from the stainless steel rails, which I am really excited about. Um, it's just going to be a lighter feel. It's going to be potentially less slippery, which is my main issue right now with the iPhones. Um, the stainless steel rails for me are just too slippery. And if you want to go caseless, you just can't because you might drop your phone. It might slide around. It's just really annoying to me personally. Um, kind of curious on your thoughts about that too. I mean, I'm dying for a lighter iPhone. Uh, you know, the 10 was one of my favorites in terms of just the overall design size and everything. I didn't mind when they went to 6.1 inches. Um, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with that, but the weight has just been going up and up and up since 12. Yeah. Uh, the 14 feels legitimately heavy. So uh, just for the weight alone, I would be thrilled for going to titanium. It's going to be probably noticeably lighter, and it's going to be tougher, too. So that's a bonus. Um, but I don't see them. I think that's going to be uh, another pro feature that they're going to limit just to that line for this year. What so do you, you think about that? I think probably. They, uh, I hope they don't, but I'm assuming because aluminum is way cheaper to manufacture. They are going to keep aluminum on the base iPhone 15 and then move titanium to the pros. But I'm a pro buyer anyway, so I don't really care too yes, much. Yes, you are. Yeah. I think we both are. Neither of us are even probably going to realistically look at the standard iPhone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's, it's perfectly fine for plenty of people, but... Uh, I just... Uh, I love to waste my money. Long yeah, story short, exactly. I love to waste money. <laughs> I mean, I love... It's, it's great. Like, we're even using one to record this right now. So, you know, the pros can add a lot of features, cameras, among other things, but exactly. uh, that titanium frame will definitely be huge for me. Yeah. Another big leak that I'm probably most excited about, for some reason, I probably can't put words to why, solid state volume buttons and the action button being built into the side of the device instead of physical volume buttons. If you're unfamiliar with what it means to have solid state buttons, pretty much like the trackpads on the new Max, as well as the home button on the iPhone 7 and 8 where it feels really real, but it's not, just because Apple's haptic engines are just slight years ahead of the competition. It gives you so much like realistic feedback. They feel like real buttons. Exactly. It's all just done, I believe, I want to say through capacitive touch. Just going to move that little haptic engine based on when you're pressing things. So a uh, huge advantage for waterproofing. Yeah. You don't have any seals or anything to worry about moving buttons that can break. Um, but I think the thing I'm most excited for are some rumors that, you know, a little mute switch, like, it's yeah. nice sometimes. I mean, first I leave it off 90% of the time, and if that became an action button, like on the Apple Watch Ultra? That would be really cool. I am definitely in the smaller group that prefers to, whenever I'm not in a situation where I have to have my phone muted, I do like to hear the keyboard clickety-clacks. I really enjoy it. I think I don't. I, I think you're crazy. I hate that. <laughs> I think I combined it. with the new feature in iOS 16 where you can actually turn on the haptic feedback now on the keyboard, it just adds another level of just immer immersion in like, typing on the keyboard. As silly as that might sound, I definitely like the clickety-clack sound on top of the taptic feedback. I agree with you on the taptic. Like, I do like when you're tapping, and if you're kind of half paying attention or, like, looking up or something, you can still feel and tell yeah. that you're hitting keys, and it's kind of like, 
just more silently vibrating along with you. That's fine. I get, I totally get where you're coming from there, and I actually do like that too. So, yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, what I really want to see is if they added an action button there, and especially if it was kind of customizable, like on the Apple Watch Ultra, yeah. I think that would be something I'd get legitimately excited about. Now, do you think that Apple will allow you to map that to third-party apps, or do you think it'll be limited to first-party Apple-like I mean, things? Or we're talking Apple here, so no. Yeah. I mean, out the gate, I think... I mean, look at NFC. Like, that's been locked down for how long now? Just almost exclusively for Apple Pay? Yeah, and that's... You're slowly opening the door, but it's still mostly, like, Apple stuff, like the transit passes, so... Yeah. I could see this being a, uh, you know, in a lot of Apple-specific apps from the start. You know, maybe if you open the camera, it's, like, shutter control, and then you open, you know, the timer app, you can start and stop by pressing that That instead or something. Yeah. I can see them doing something like that. I don't see them just being like, hey, developers, like, check this out. Like, look at this new button that we're giving you. No, I don't see that. Maybe a couple years down the line, or if there's a lot more antitrust pressure, they might do it as, like, a show of goodwill. Not banking on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then next leak, which I'm kind of passive on. It's one of those features where if it's in the phone, cool. If it's not, I don't really care. Periscope camera. How are you feeling about that? I, I mean, don't really care, but hey. It's, I can see the value. Um, I mean, I know you're, I know you're already all about the Max this time. You want to yeah. go back from the Pro to the Max. But I have you... a regular size 13 Pro right now. Did not get the 14 Pro. My first year not buying an iPhone since the iPhone 10. The 14 just didn't. That's a that's a whole different discussion of why I didn't I'll get I'll be honest with you, I think you may have dodged a bit of a bullet there. Not that it's been the worst phone I've ever had, but my 14 is... I really didn't have very many problems with my 13. My 14's been pretty temperamental, so... Yeah, those even number iPhones really... Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> a mixed bag. The, the even number iPhone speculation. But well, anyway, back, yeah. to, back to the Periscope So camera. you're going for that Max, and yeah. I think where I was going with that was essentially the Max's are rumored to be and probably like when they first introduced the you know physical video stabilization just the pros uh just the pro maxes are really going to get that at first lens yeah which i get it's a much bigger frame there's a lot more internal volume for them to yeah definitely you know kind of figure that out that's got to be tough for the first manufacturing run um i don't know though i'm kind of on the same page with you on that like i don't I mean, even as someone who likes good cameras, and again, we're exactly. using one to film this, so I could see having a better, you know, optical zoom. Yeah, but also, like, is it going to be an extra camera bump? So we're going to have four camera modules now, plus a LiDAR sensor and flash. No, on the I, don't, I don't think like, so. Like, will it sit below the camera bump, do you think? Kind of like in the actual backplate of the phone? Like, where do you think it would sit? Do you think it would sit in the camera, like, array? I think, I think they're just going to replace the... Um, you know, current zoom camera with that. So That's make good. it take it from a three times to a ten times, and then realistically, they're gonna have to put it in. Uh, you know, well, I don't know exactly. They could, I guess, put it in either the bottom or the middle one. Because my guess is it's gonna extend downward into the you know deeper length of the phone. Yeah, I know what you mean. So I don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to go for the Max just because I'm looking for a lighter phone, so... The titanium will hopefully... Yeah, that's that's really what I'm hoping for. But realistically, like, personally, 
I'm not super hype about that, but I can totally see how that could be a killer feature. Um, you know, cameras are consistently, tons of uh, surveys say it's number two or three or sometimes even the number one feature that people really care about in their smartphone. So yeah. Apple's listening, <laughs> Google and Samsung are listening every year. That's They've been like, listening for a lot longer. Yeah, that's Apple, where they make the big, bigger Apple, gains. Apple has definitely been way lower on the megapixel. Like, They've been on a rocking a 12 megapixel shooter since until the iPhone 14. And it's crazy how even if you look at like DxO marks that the video camera on the iPhone is still outscoring cameras that have you know, 108 megapixels, which is insane. That software optimization is really all that matters. I was going to say, yeah, it goes to show like the, the AI optimizations that they have and putting a lot of that post-processing on the chips. I mean, that's where Google, um, you know, had to, yeah, exactly. Their, their software processing. I mean, they use the same, they use the pixel two camera. I think yeah, they use all the, the way to like the pixel five until the, no, till the seven, I think the seven, yeah, really? like five gens. That's crazy. The same exact module, but they kept getting better results from, uh, you know, optimizing that software. So that can make a huge difference. Samsung take notes. And the last leak, which I think everybody in the entire world has been waiting for probably since, I don't know, does the Galaxy S8 came out back in like 2017? <laughs> USB-C on the iPhone, do you think they're going to do it, you know, just in America? They're going to give us lightning and then give USB-C to the EU sales? Uh, or do you okay. think it's going to be a global USB-C switch? Because it's not really very pro to have the data transfer rates and the transfer like limitations you have with lightning ports. So... I hope they switch to USB-C because right now the data transfer rates are just abysmal. Mostly if you're recording in ProRes, it'll take you 40, 50, 60 minutes to transfer footage off of your device, which is unacceptable at this point, honestly. I completely agree. I mean, realistically, they did do the split with eSIM versus non-eSIM. Um, yeah. So, you know, in the EU and stuff, they still come with the, the, the trays, um, but... I could see them doing a pro versus standard iPhone split. That's my guess. I think they may kind of try and bill it as yeah. another feature. And they have some time to roll it out. That regulation, I think, gives them at least one more cycle. So I think they're going to try and milk it a little bit. Um, just like with some of the other stuff, like before they start trickling the Periscope camera down and uh, other things like that. Yeah. Um, so that's my bet. I think, I think pros we- are going to get it. And then the standard is going to be year after. I think what's really going to hold Apple back from pushing it till the end of 2024 to switch to USB-C, basically putting it in the iPhone 16, that means they can't sell the iPhone 15 after 2024 calendar year. Yeah, that's true. So that means um, like they would, all the inventory they have in the EU would just completely just... Now, you know what they could do? I mean, because they've done mid-cycle refreshes before, um, both more recently with colors, but occasionally even with features. I could see them, you know, still calling it the same thing and essentially just swapping out the module for that production run. They could do that, yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's a consideration. It definitely does complicate things, for sure. Um, I don't know, I just... It's I'm just going to give Apple the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt, which might you come back to bite me later. I think they're going to go across the board, worldwide, USB-C, at least in the Pro models. Maybe in America. 100%. Keep, maybe, maybe in America, they will do the base iPhone 15s with Lightning, and then the Pros with USB-C, and then the EU will do all USB-C, which is kind of unfair, and I can see a lot of people potentially 
you know, yeah. importing their devices. Being but then again, if you're that. importing your device, just buy the Pro <laughs> at that point. Right. But I do think that I will have a benefit of the doubt, and I will say that they're going to give everyone USB-C from day one on all of the iPhone 15 models. That's okay. what I'm okay. My don't quote me on that. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the little contrarian there. I think definitely on all the pros, on the actual 15 itself, I think they're gonna hold off for at least a year. Is my bet just to save a little more cost there. Okay. Uh, I think the other bet too is there are some rumors that oh maybe they're gonna uh, you know nuke the transfer speed and make it the same as Lightning. Physical port is different. Oh, which Apple. I would be extremely upset if they did that. Uh, I really want to see them bring uh, some of the speed potential. I get if they don't support like the full 20 or 40 gigabits per second um, that you know Thunderbolt would enable them to do, but you know I want to see much faster than yeah. what we're getting with Lightning right now, especially if you're selling it as like a pro upgrade specifically. Yeah, uh, get you know, a lot of high-res video off there or other major files really quickly. I think that's kind of becoming an expectation, especially since these phones for a while now have had the capability to shoot in that. But then they have this massive bottleneck. You have it, and you're trying exactly. to get it off the device. And, it takes... and it's, yeah, you're waiting, like, hours. It's like literally over an hour to get ProRes footage off your device. So, so, But those are, I think, the biggest leaks in the iPhone 15. Kind of moving away from that into our own personal wants and needs... The top features that I, we want most, at least that I want most, titanium build would be nice because allegedly with the new titanium build, they're also going to switch more to a rounded edge versus the sharp edges we I'm have a now. Fan of. Yeah, I, like I liked. That. I want to see that personally. I think the best feeling in hand iPhone was the iPhone XS. Um, it was a little bit heavier than the iPhone X, which I kind of liked. Mm -hmm. um, and then the colors were out. You had that. Um, that bronze gold color that was really cool. Oh too. yeah, yeah. And you have the 10s Max, which was the phone I had that year. I had a silver 10s Max that year, and it was honestly my best iPhone in terms of battery life, um, everyday usage, consistency, all that stuff. I had no issue with my iPhone 10s Max, um, but I definitely loved the build style of the rounded edges. And honestly, I want those solid state volume buttons. I think it would be cool to have that haptic feedback, maybe some gesture control built into your volume buttons, and then that action button as well for just more functionality. If Apple allows it, which is you know. Knock on wood. I don't see happen. it. I don't <laughs> see it. Like, that's just not their style. They always like to keep things pretty in-house for a while from the start, for sure. Yeah. But and I, who knows? Maybe this will be the first time. Maybe maybe with some of the increased competition. Like, I will say, Samsung's kind of been slowly but surely improving their base offering uh, every year. And, um, you know, obviously there's still a lot of diehards. So, um, you know, I think that definitely if they were to open it up more that would be a welcome change yeah um but yeah what do you do you care and well actually you already said like periscope you're kind of eh, um, usb-c surprisingly surprisingly i might get a lot of hate for this usb-c don't really care either really not really like i use 65 watt bricks on my iphone now <laughs> they're lightning so charging speeds aren't i'm like nuking my battery but charging speeds are like whatever i charge my phone and then I plug it in whenever I can, because why not? Never yeah. have to worry about battery. Yeah. And then on the data transfer side of things, um, I haven't pers I don't record in ProRes because it's just too big of a file. 
Well, even even just 4K now. Yeah. We're shooting this in 4K, so I but mean that'll be a huge. AirDrop is usable for me. I have I'm in the full Apple ecosystem, so AirDrop. So like USB C for me isn't make or break. If they don't put USB C on the device this year, it's not going to hinder my purchase or idea to move forward with the iPhone. Well, no, Pro. it's not going to stop me from yeah. getting it. I mean, it's not get crazy here. So like, but. yeah, USB C. I would love to have it. Would have no complaints to see it. But if they don't do it, it would be like Apple, you're dumb. But I'm still going to buy your phone, so I'm dumb too. Yes, <laughs> and that's pretty <laughs> you much. You can it. always. I mean, yeah, my thoughts on that, I think we mostly align. Um, I mean, for me, especially with the titanium, I just want the the weight decrease. I mean, the phone is is just become noticeably heavy at this point. It's just not comfortable to hold for a long period of time. Um, And yeah, I would, you know, I use my phone a lot, so I would get a lot of value out of that. Solid state buttons probably less excited than you are, but I'm not going to complain if they do it. Obviously, it's definitely not any kind of deal breaker either way. Um, if they did the action button I'm for it, like I want to see that, I would love the, you know, flexibility of that, especially if they, they're not gonna, but if they did, <laughs> if they did let third parties do that, that'd be cool. sick. Uh, Periscope camera. Yeah. You can take it or leave it. I'm not getting a max anyway, so it doesn't really apply yeah. to me this gen almost hundred percent. I doubt it. I just don't see it. I think, you know, they done, that's the. That's their pattern from the past, so I see them sticking to it. Yeah, definitely. And then USB-C, I mean, hey, just for us, like, working right now. Like, yeah, it would be easy. That to get would there. be very handy to be able it to really, be. like... Recording in ProRes would be nice, too. Yeah. I think the main reason why I don't use ProRes and, like, tap into that is because of... File sizes. File sizes. You can just get out of hand. But also, sure. I'm out of storage. I got to upgrade my storage oh, yeah. this year. So. <laughs> 512 next. Yep, yep. I mean, I, I didn't think I would need it, but I kind of overbought just in case, and I think I made the right call this time. Probably stick with 512 again next year, too. I don't think I need a terabyte quite yet, especially with that price premium. You know, Apple likes to really gouge for uh, storage increases. So, yeah, going into pricing, do you think that we're going to stay consistent this year with the new iPhone 15s? Are the prices going to stay the same across the board? Do you think they're going to raise and they're going to lower? So, well, what do you think first since you brought that up? I think that in the Pro Series, we're going to see a $100 increase on both. And that's also going to go into the storage prices too. I think we're going to be paying fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars for across the board max nowadays. Um, in the base model, I see them potentially maybe lowering the price depending on what features they cut and what chips they use. They could do maybe like a fifty dollars, hundred dollars price cut. It would be huge for Apple. That would cut mm-hmm. them into because it's it's at seven ninety nine. I think six ninety nine is realistic. I don't think it's unrealistic. Less money is just so on apple though that's true <laughs> I really don't see them like i mean they're kind of they're still you know consistently in surveys coming up as like the number one desirable brand especially in the you know 18 to 25 like younger yeah, super definitely. uh competitive age brackets where people like to spend a lot of money on their devices so it's like i like to say even if apple demanded a blood sacrifice to unlock my phone every time Done. i opened it I'm still getting an iPhone. People will be going out and getting goats. As much goats, as I might get for that, figuring it out. I'm not getting an Android. <laughs> yeah. I'm too, exactly. deep, I'm too invested. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's... I don't see the price cut on standard <laughs> iPhone. I'll just put it, like, put it at fair. that. I think it'll remain the same. I don't think they'll see a price increase. Because, frankly, all the market data from this year... It's just the pros have been selling like crazy. So I think they're going to try and juice the high end. I completely agree that um, it's very likely they're going to go for 
a price hike. And I could see, I think $100 is a good target, just across the board. Yeah. Just every storage size, and then they're going to 100 bucks more, please. Exactly. And then they're going to say, hey, you know, look, we're using a new material. It's hard to manufacture. It's so extra lens in there. <laughs> look at this camera, USB-C, $100, please. Got its own and chip. And USB-C is going to be a money printer for Apple. I'm surprised they haven't done it sooner, since they love money so much. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Um, I think they're worried a little bit about, you know, the M5 program. That was kind of, that was something that was really nice with their current setup, because it was exclusive to them. So I don't know exactly how that's going to work. They'll probably still try and continue it somehow. Um, but we'll see on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm thinking that all of those features together and then probably, like you said earlier, just to come back real quick to the redesign of the body, uh, I've heard that it's probably going to be something like uh, sort of an iPhone 4, like back to the completely raised edges, but just a kind of smooth over bevel, um, kind be of like a really fine bevel, um, neither the complete like even curve from the sevens eights all that or just like the hard sharp chamfers that we got right now yeah. which hey i mean i would like that i think it would kind of sometimes you do feel it dig in if you don't have the case which i always have the case because i'm terrified of smashing it but yeah you like to live dangerously <laughs> um but yeah i think that that would definitely help with the hand feel um don't think they're getting rid of your favorite frosted back anytime soon. I hate the frosted back, by the way. Haven't touched on that really. Hate the frosted back. It's too slippery. I liked when my hand sweat made extra grip on the back <laughs> of the glass back. It's premium, man. It's premium. It's what the people want, apparently. And I, I've heard rumors, too, they may even bring it to the standard iPhones oh, now. Oh, yeah. No escape. No getting away from it. So whether you like it or not, you're probably going to yeah. get it. But... Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed our little banter and discussion about the iPhone 15 leaks and rumors. Uh, definitely let us know what topics and things you want to see us talk about next. I believe next we're going to talk about handhelds in the Windows and gaming space, you know, with the Steam Deck, the new Nintendo Switch OLED, with the new Tears of the Kingdom, with its terrible performance. Basically, the new hotness right now across the board. Yeah. Everyone freaking out over the ROG, the ROG entering the market, trying to uh, make some space uh, from the Steam Deck. Obviously, Switch has been around forever, but, you know, I don't know if that's really part of the same conversation. Some people might argue it is. Either way. Nintendo Switch, I think, is the pioneer of handheld gaming in the present day. And that's unfortunate because it's, it hasn't been refreshed since it came out like seven years ago. <laughs> well, hey, Switch 2, another thing we could totally talk about next time and really dive into in some depth, go over the rumors on that, and then compare a little bit between upcoming options, Steam Deck, and obviously... The ROG Ally. The Ally. I'm super excited for that. He's pre-ordered. He's excited to get one. Yes, I and am. I'm excited to try it out. Like, I'm not quite as hyped, but hey, I'm, I'm always for new stuff on the market and see how it goes, so... Right. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Come back and listen, and we'll see you on the next one.